Hey, this is Goathead. And this is Amish. And we are Stooges with Stogies. What are we smoking today, Amish? Oh, we got some Rockies. Rocky. Get in there, Rocky. Get in there, Rocky. Rocky Patel. What What are these? Edge? The Rocky Ed- Patel. It says Connecticut. Connecticut on it. I don't know that's if that's... just the wrapping. Oh, uh, did, yeah. Did you not pay attention to what it is? Edge Light. Yes. Poro. Get in there, Rocky. I'm going to make you eat lightning and crap, crap out th- thunder. Crap thunder. Chasing a chicken. You ever chased a chicken? Yes. My uncle raised chickens. Yeah, we had chickens one year. Let me tell you something. Chicken tastes good, uh, but uh, growing them smells like shit. Yep. Dude, they smell like shit in general. And they're everywhere. They're like the stinkiest animal. They are, yeah, not all that fun. Whenever I see those giant chicken houses that they have like in Kentucky or whatever... Uh, I always just think, man, I bet it smells fucking awful oh, in there. It's got to, yeah. Well, uh, and the, the their shit is toxic. Oh, that's why, uh, especially the old chicken farmers, they really had really screwed up sinuses and all kinds of stuff. Really? Oh yeah. Beware of limitations. Oh, imitations. This is the original Rocky Patel, the original Edge. Oh. The original. original. OG, son. Just like us. Only the original Rocky. OGs. Seems like a pretty standard, pretty nice cigar. Looks delightful. Delightful. I don't think it's going to make me eat lightning and crap thunder. I never know. You have to give it a shot. I mean, I'm... I'm hoping. I'm well, hoping for lightning and thunder. The uh, the draw is amazing. Thunder and lightning. On mine, anyway. Yeah? Yeah. That was... It's shocking. It does seem nice. Well, it's fire time. Fire time. How much is lighting it up, boys? He's lighting it. He's sucking on it. Sucking and lighting, lighting and sucking. Thank you for the play-by-play. Mm-hmm. Looks Makes like it's it going now. It looks like he's got it lit. <laughs> it looks like the fire is in his mouth. This is only slightly less uh, entertaining than UFC. <laughs> only slightly. Only slightly. It's a good-looking cigar. It is. Definitely. Well constructed. Well constructed. I'm gonna put it on our Instagram. As you should. As I will. Where's is, is this mine? That's the this is the vertigo. No, that's the that's the firebird. What do you do with yours? Where's the vertigo? I don't see it. What'd you do? Uh, I definitely didn't take it with me. I don't know. It was right oh, here. Here it, is. here it is. Oh, you lost it. There's just so much clutter on this fucking table. <laughs> I blame you. Yeah, I'm sure. it is at least partially my fault. We got a new soundboard, ladies and gentlemen. Doesn't it sound delightful? We're kind of we're kind of working out the kinks. I think I was a little too loud, maybe at the beginning of that. It looked like 
You're always a little too loud. Yeah, maybe. That's why you're here. Make sure everybody's awake. I need a hype man, just saying. Hype? 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 Is that what you say when you're doing your uh, karate stuff? Hype? <laughs> no, dude. I say Hadoken. Hadoken. Clearly. Uh, obviously. Obviously. I, it's It seems silly. Hadoken. It seems silly that I even questioned that. Yeah. I mean, I pretty much say all the things Ryu says. I say Hadoken, uh, Shoruken, and Heistaprunken. Okay. Okay, that was definitely too loud. Um, have you ever seen, uh, I think it's College Humor. They do, like, it, um, the Street Fighter interview sessions. Like, it's, like, the the people who are in the Street Fighter characters doing interviews to be in the game. Oh, God. It's pretty no. fucking funny. And, like, Ryu does that. He's, like, he's the, the interviewer's, like, so what is it you're saying here? He's, like, I say Hadoken and Shoruken and Heistaprunket. And every time he says the last one, the interviewer's, like, what? <laughs> and Ryu keeps repeating it. It's great. So he's like uh, Little Wayne. What? What? Yeah, yeah. That's Little John, my friend. Sorry. That's Little John. Get I your littles right. I don't l- listen to either of them. Get your littles straight. Straighten up the littles. Get straight with the littles. I don't need to. High step the the Littles got enough money without me. Yeah, that's true. They didn't need you. At all. Good cigar. I like it. Flavor's very mild. Nice and smooth. Nice and very, smooth. Very light. Low on the skull count. Very low. I don't know. It's it's probably right around that uh, asylum. Yeah, it's maybe yeah, even, it's down maybe, there in the two and two or three. Maybe even lighter than the asylum. Yeah, which is that asylum was pretty light. Yeah, we like them light. We like to keep it light around here. <laughs> Indeedly, deedly do. <laughs> so, what you been up to, Mister Head? Oh, you know, since I saw you two days ago, not much. Actually, <laughs> just been like. Finding out I didn't get all the jobs I applied for, basically, <laughs> and interviewed for. I didn't even get a second interview on this one that I thought was really it was really disappointing because I would have been taking a pay cut. Like, really? You didn't even you, you knew you couldn't afford me, right? I'm, I'm just that's that's just what I'm going it's, it's with. That's probably it. They called. I'm it. pretty they sure were they like, were like, "Yeah, we can't afford him." Yeah, they were dreaming. I'm glad they were able to recognize that. <laughs> Yes, the scenario that you invented in your own mind. Yes, I'm glad they, they yeah. realized that. Mm-hmm. You want to play fake news or not? Oh, good Lord. I'm I'm worried where tunnels are going. So but. one of my stories is tunnel-related. How? how uh, Tunnel-adjacent. <laughs> Tunnel-adjacent. Uh, what do we got here? Uh, so the first one, though, is not tunnel-related. It's UFO-related. UFO. As usual. This one is ex-CIA director believes UFOs could exist after his pal's plane was paused. Pa- paused? Paused. Yeah, it says uh, 
his friend's plane was paused at 40,000 feet. Paused. Paused. Like someone pushed the pause button on his plane. Huh. And just sort of hung out there. For how long? Um. I don't know if they specify how long. That's pretty weird. I mean, there's a lot of odd stuff that's that's happened, but I I've never heard that one. Yeah, that's it. That's kind of, that's new. It's new to me too. So yeah, obviously it's a strange strange story, but it is a real story in the New York Post, as far as you can believe anything they yeah. they publish. But so it's ex CIA director James Woolsey. He was the CIA director under Clinton. And he said that he was skeptical about UFOs and aliens and, and whatnot. But he said then uh, his friend had uh, it was flying his plane, and the aircraft came to a stop at 40,000 feet and could not continue operating as a normal aircraft. Um, and he said that the source of this information was someone that he trusts and respects. Uh, he said he doesn't know what was going on, doesn't think anybody really knows what was going on, um, but he says that there there have just been uh, enough things that have occurred that I think there will be a lot of examination of what's going on over the course of the of several months or years. And I think he's talking sort of generally about um, the UFO phenomenon, and he's saying that he he is not as skeptical now as he once was. Um, There's a lot of weird things that have happened. You see the picture of the 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 uh uh airliner i think it was from japan oh they but saw the, something out of the, out no, the window or something hit the plane what they were at altitude you know which is 5 miles up and they're flying along and all of a sudden <laughs> they uh they hear this big bang and the whole plane shakes he says it's like being in a car and, you know, you bounce off the curb or something. What? They land. There's pictures of it. And there is a dent that you and me could probably lay across. There's no scrape paint. It's like it hit, you know, like a, a, a humongous beach ball full of water. Just <laughs> caved in the front nose section off to one side. I said massive, massive dent in it. That's crazy. But I mean, they, they, you you know, they have no idea what it was. And was you know, this a seven forty seven, or do you know what the size of the plane was? Well, it was it was flying. I think they were flying to America, so oh, they had okay. to be big one. One of the one of the biggest, I would assume. But uh, you know, and they're they're talking. You know, it can't be a weather balloon. Right, because they don't, they don't hit that hard. Like they they probably would have seen it or felt it. It had to be something they, moving. They saw nothing, and it couldn't have been metal, because like I said, it it didn't scratch the paint. That's whatever crazy. it was was soft and malleable enough that it caved in the side without scratching the paint. Crazy. <laughs> so yeah, well, it's a good, yeah. it's a good time to be an UFO follower. Well, yeah, they're they're releasing a bunch of stuff. I, yeah. I know over the last couple of years they've released a lot of, uh, or what are what are the the 
Uh, M U F. Yeah, move on. There you yeah. go. They released a bunch of that stuff and just uh, a lot of. Uh, yeah, I didn't realize that uh, there was a lot of this that was discussed with Congress and stuff. Yeah, but yeah, it's getting it's getting a lot of like serious attention, and there have been a lot of like people like the like CIA director, you know, the head like very very prominent people in. Various governments around the world started to come forward saying, yes, yeah, something's going on. Yeah. So, interesting stuff. Uh, the next one's from more, uh, less, less crazy, I guess. Well, maybe less. Um, so, scientists implanted and then reversed false memories in a trippy study. Wow. Apparently, uh, false memories are more common than you think, um, and can have terrible consequences in the criminal justice system. Oh yeah. And now they've been reversed. This is a weird one. So, someone the 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 famous Swiss psychologist Jean Piaget believed that he was kidnapped as a child, and that memory was so vivid that he recalled the subway station where it happened. Um, at the age of 14, he, he learned that this memory was completely false. So, in, and I actually had a friend who told me that she recalled quite vividly going like on vacation with her neighbors when she was a little kid. And she was like, there was no way that actually happened, but she had this very vivid memory of it happening. You know, maybe it's a dream. Who knows? Is it? Is it just a dream? And so the, the, the participants in this study were asked to remember two real events and two false events um, over the course of a series of interviews. And by, by the third interview, it says that up to, 50 per six, up to 56% of the participants had developed false memories around the non-existent events that were suggested to them. Um, the, part, the participants... Th- uh, with the participants thoroughly inoculated to their false memories, the research team then employed two methods to attempt to reverse the process. The first reversal method was called source sensitization, and the second was called false memory sensitization. Both me- methods relied on simply reminding patients about the unreliability of memory. For source sensitization, a researcher prompted participants to remember that memories may not always be based on our lived experience, but could instead come from a family photo album or another person's narrative. With false memory sensitization, the researchers explained that false memories can sometimes be created by repeatedly recalling memories, as they had been doing over their three memory interviews. When per- participants revisited their memories after experience both reversal methods the researchers reported that belief in the false memories dropped to as low as 15%. So it's, it's, you know, it's not like they're sticking electrodes in their brain. They're just telling them, hey, remember when this happened? And apparently it doesn't take very long for you to just pantomime remembering that something happened. And then you start to think that it actually happened. That is weird. Very strange. Well, like kids, I can understand 
you know, cause you, something, whatever you want it to be true. So you just, you know, start kind of thinking like, you know, what if sure becomes like, well, this happened. Yeah. You know, like, but it was, well, uh, I'm, I was about to say that most adults are smarter, but that's probably not true either. <laughs> yeah, I guess it's easy to think, oh, those kids, they, they might do that. But. And then, you know, flat earthers exist. Yeah, so. I think it happens with adults too. I actually, have you ever seen that? There's this show on True TV. Some, uh, is it Doug Ruins Everything? Adam Ruins Everything. You've seen Adam Ruins Everything. He did an episode where he talked about the unreliability of eyewitness testimony. Like, apparently there were some studies done that basically proved that people who think, you know, like the the whole idea of putting suspects in a lineup and having a witness uh, select one is is not really that effective. Um, Well, and what I think is funny is kids are more reliable. Because they don't read anything into it. Sure. And their kids are much more observant than most grown-ups because most grown-ups have seen it before. So kids actually absorb more of the the entirety of the picture. Yeah. Whereas people will notice specific things, but everything else will go away. One... Uh, uh, bank robber actually got away for a long time because he just wore this stupid shirt. He wore wore a shirt that was so stupid and ludicrous. That's all anybody could remember. Really? They couldn't describe his face at all. They could only describe the shirt. So they just had to find the guy with that shirt. Yeah. So he got out and threw the shirt in the trash can. And I said, like Superman putting on his glasses yeah. into thin air. It's funny when, you know, as a kid, I always remember thinking that would never work. Like it's just his glasses, yeah. but I think it would work better than what you think. Yeah. Well, I think Superman thing is funny because, uh, it's not just, he's, he's turning off the confidence too. Right. It's not just the glasses. There's a whole, yeah. there's a whole personality switch, but I, and that's, I think that's the part I like the most is that's how he hid was all he did was turn off the confidence. <laughs> yeah. And I think that's what the Christopher Reeve Superman movies got so good yeah. that you don't see in the new movies at all. No. Well, and they had Christopher Reeve. Right. Just saying. All right. So I got one more and this is the tunnel one. So the Vatican is digging uh, an illegal tunnel to exhume King David's DNA and bring the Messiah back to life. Good Lord. I am fairly certain that's not true. (laughs) I'm fairly certain it's not true, too, but there is a rabbi who has alleged that there's a sinister plot behind the illegal construction of a passage beneath a church in Jerusalem, Um, and some groups have demanded legal action against the people who dug the tunnel, which I... I got the impression reading this, the tunnel's actually been there for a really long time. Um, But this guy's saying that the Vatican has been digging a secret tunnel in Jerusalem in order to exhume King David's DNA and resurrect the Messiah. Here's my problem, all right? They may be digging a tunnel, 
I, I'm not going to debate that because you can probably, that's something verifiable. Their intentions, what they, and when they got there, how does he know that? Right. No, that's like I said, you, you can, question. you can convince me that the Vatican is doing some dirty shit. They have, and you know, that's, that's not necessarily news, but like I said, you're going to, you're going to tell me what they're going to do when they get there. Like you can't yeah. know that. So especially something that <laughs> ridiculous. Yeah. And they're also basically saying that whoever is doing the digging doesn't have permission and they're worried that they could be damaging archeological artifacts. I, I don't think much goes on there. The, yeah, the, it they, seems really hard. The police force could stop in a heartbeat because yeah, they're some of the most dangerous people on the planet <laughs> as a group maybe are, but if they didn't want it happening, I don't think it'd be happening. Probably. Well, and even if, yeah, even, I don't know how he, he, so apparently the church where they're digging this, uh, supposedly contains uh, like underneath, is the remains of King David. So maybe, I guess that's how he, that probably helped him concoct this he's, story. He's, that's, he's inferring it. Yeah. But like I said, uh, you're going to tell me the intention. He, ta- no. he, he says that the Vatican is going to use King David's DNA to clone an entirely new human who they will then attempt to fool the world into believing is the returned Messiah. Uh, the Israel Antiquities Authority has long denied that the passage under the church even exists. Um, but the Jerusalem municipality recently uh, apparently bowed to pressure and confirmed that there is an old tunnel in the subterranean area around the church. Um, well, to be fair, uh, most of those old churches have a tunnel. Yeah, like catacombs and stuff like that. They, well, I mean, there was, <laughs> for a long time, people were going to churches and murdering everybody there. And that was, they considered it safe. Oh yeah. So, so they, they had escape, they had, yeah. they had hiding places and escape routes and all kinds of stuff like that. That was built into a lot of those really old and you know, especially ancient because you know, when <laughs> whoever is sacking the city, so you could hide people and or treasure in them. Treasure. Maybe that's what they're digging up. Treasure. See, and grave robbing would make more sense to me. Yeah. Because there's a crap ton of money in that tomb. Right. If that tomb is there, if, if you know, David's tomb is there, there's a crap ton of stuff in that tomb that you could make a retarded amount of money on. Including King David's DNA. <sighs> Including- Can you even clone a, a human like that? Like, is uh, the technology, is it there? I think so. They're, uh, they're talking about uh, cloning a uh, woolly mammoth. There's a, there's a time limit on how long uh, uh, DNA is, you can still uh, I don't know, use it for cloning. 
There's something like so we're not going to be cloning dinosaurs. Yeah, like that's way too far back. But you know, woolly mammoths are, you know, <laughs> not exactly modern, but yeah, they were you know way closer than anything else. Sure. So they they actually think by uh, splicing in the missing pieces from elephants that they could recreate a woolly mammoth. That'd be cool. But uh, if they get the size, you realize that an elephant... Have you ever seen an elephant in the flesh? Uh, yes, I think so. You remember how big it was? Pretty big. That elephant can walk under a woolly mammoth. What? Yes. <laughs> and humans hunted them? Yeah. <laughs> That's crazy. Now, let's talk about this, uh, the set of stones you would have to have. For you and six of your buddies to go out after <laughs> oh, something <Dude>. that it's <laughs> well, I mean, the size after of a we got fucking bus. Done drinking a jug of fermented yak's milk. <laughs> I'm pretty sure. Let's go kill that woolly mammoth. Let's go get that motherfucker. He looks tasty. <laughs> Thanks for smoking and drinking with Amish and Goat. This has been Stooges with Stokes. You're welcome. You're welcome.